0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wiser Financial Advisor Show with Josh Nelson, where we get real, we get honest, and we get clear about the financial world and your money. This is Josh Nelson, a certified financial planner and founder and CEO of Keystone Financial Services. We love feedback, and we'd love it if you would pass it on to me directly at josh at keystonefinancial.com. Also, please stay plugged in with us, get updates on episodes, and help us promote the podcast, and also subscribing to us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast service. Let the financial fun begin. So today we are continuing our discussion on baby steps. And for those of you who missed the last episode, we covered baby steps of one through three. Uh, These are Dave Ramsey's baby steps, by the way. So credit to Dave. And, you know, he's got a lot of great resources, by the way, not only the Ramsey podcast, and there's more than one. Now they have a bunch of different financial experts that speak, but as well as Financial Peace University and a number of different books and so forth. So definitely want to credit him for the Baby Steps. Baby Steps, I actually got, though, first of all, the idea from Bob Wiley. He was the character played by Bill Murray in the movie, What About Bob? And Dr. Leo Marvin, his therapist, actually recommended his own book that he had written called Baby Steps. And it was very helpful for Bob because he was able to take some small steps towards what he wanted and not be so debilitated. So with that being said, today we are going to jump right into Baby Steps 4 through 7. A quick update on baby steps one through three. Number one was to get $1,000 for your baby emergency fund. Baby step number two is to pay off all of your debt using the debt snowball technique. And the one exception to that would be the primary mortgage for your home. That does not count as far as debt. Baby step number three is to save the real emergency fund. And that would be three to 12 months worth of living expenses in an emergency fund. And to be clear, emergency fund just means a savings account or a check. An account can encounter something that you're keeping all of that cash someplace very liquid and very safe. So moving on, baby step number four is to invest a percentage of your household income towards, we'll use the word retirement, but I also like financial independence, financial freedom, whatever sounds good to you, more or less what everybody's after. Other than kind of their immediate needs and getting financially secure today is having enough wealth that it's going to produce enough income that it covers all the things that you want to do and it does it for the rest of your life. That's the ultimate goal. I think for most people and most of our clients that we've interacted with, that really is the ultimate goal. So baby step number 4 is investing a percentage of your household income in retirement. Now there's a lot of different percentages that get thrown around out there as far as how much you should be putting away. I've heard anywhere between 10 to 30%. The number that Dave Ramsey likes is 15%. I like 20. So the old percentage that got thrown around out there was 10 to 12 percent, 10 for men and 12 percent for women. Now, why more for women? Because the old assumption was, well, gosh, you know, the women are going to live longer and so they need more money saved up. I never liked those percentages, but remember that those were back in the old days when we could count on Social Security, and people also had pension funds. In a lot of cases, people had company pension funds that they could rely on for a portion of their retirement income. Of course, now, two things have changed. Number one, I think a lot of people are skeptical whether Social Security is going to be there, or at least that the number that they see on their statement will be the actual number. And number two, most companies have done away with pension plans. So that puts a lot of pressure on us as individuals to build the wealth to create the income that we are going to need. The number that I like is 20%. The reason why, again, is because I think the numbers have changed a lot more pressure on individual situations. Also, for the early part of my career anyway, I worked with a lot of people who would put money into their 401k and also into a company stock purchase plan. It just so happened that they put 10% into their stock purchase plans. Usually that was the maximum. And then oftentimes the case was 10% or so that they put into their 401k at work that worked out really well for a lot of my clients that worked out really, really well. And they have plenty of money to be able to retire on. That also would be if you start early. Now, if you start late, then you're going to need to go up and, and put a lot more of your pay away. If you're trying to play catch up, the number again, I like is 20% of your income. And that means your incomes so that does not include any company matching Why I don't like to use company matching is because the company doesn't have to match your contributions. That's not a legal requirement that they do a match. And as often is the case, if the company is struggling or we go through a recession, companies backpedal on those and they cut those matches very, very quickly. I've seen that happen on a number of occasions. So you want to rely on you. You don't want to rely on anybody else or the government or your company. You want to rely on your own dollars going away for retirement. Now, we're not going to get into where that should go within your retirement plan. Of course, there's 401ks, IRAs, just non-retirement investment accounts, brokerage accounts, things like that. That's a whole other topic that we don't have time for today. So we're just going to assume that you do some reasonably smart things with that money when it gets saved for retirement. So again, how much should we be putting away? Dave Ramsey says 15%. I say 20%. If you're playing catch-up, probably more than 20%. Might even need to be up to 30% of your pay is going away for savings and retirement. If you're already doing that, great. We can move on to baby step number five, which is saving for your children's college. Now, This one is not one that everybody have, of course. Not everybody has kids. And in some situations, of course, kids get scholarships. Kids go to the Army and get a full ride paid for, that sort of thing. So this is not something that always has to be a goal assuming it is a goal, one thing to think about is that there are a couple of ways to do this. Number one, you could use a college savings plan, often known as a 529 plan, and there are some tax advantages associated with that. You also could use Roth IRAs. Roth IRAs are a tax advantage vehicle that could allow some distributions for college expenses. So you at least want to look at those to see if those would be good alternatives for you and your family, because there are some tax advantages associated with them. Uh, or you could just invest the money into a normal investment account. You could just be building it up. Some people like the flexibility of that, even without the tax advantages, because then the money could be used for anything and there are no restrictions as far as how the money needs to be used. When should you start saving for your children's college? As soon as possible. I started saving when my kids were very, very little and it made it a lot more palatable, right? It didn't hurt my budget nearly as much as if I had to play catch up later on. So that is something to be thinking about. I look at this as part of the debt snowball. You know, way, right? Because you're just kind of paying an expense that's going to be incurred no matter what. You know, it's coming up down the road and it's a big ticket item. So it's something that does warrant saving for in advance. So that is baby step number five is saving for your children's college fund. Clearly, everybody has a different idea of what they want to contribute towards college. I know some people who say that they paid for their own and their kids are going to pay for their own. I know other people that say that they will pay for whatever kind of college or, uh, you know, any kind of education that that kid will qualify for, including medical school and so forth. So clearly it can get into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's completely up to you as far as what you're funding. It's just very important to start as early as possible. Save automatically, of course, set it up so it's just coming out of your checking account, just like your 401k retirement funds that sort of thing. And again, start early, make sure it's going into a vehicle that can get some level of growth. And then, you know, baby step number six, once we've accomplished all of that, and you're doing great, by the way, if you can get till this point, baby step number six is to pay off that house early. So we talked about that a little bit before, as far as that mortgage, I think for a lot of people and myself included, we really would like to pay it off faster than 30 years. So number one is that when you take out the mortgage to begin with, take out a 15-year fixed mortgage. Don't do the 30-year because a 15-year will put you in a position where you'll be paid off much earlier, and also it'll help to not overspend on a house. It should be done automatically, just like all the stuff we've been talking about. Try to automate this stuff, because the more we have to think about these things, the more likely we are to procrastinate and not get around to doing them. So set it up automatically. I know of no bank that would say that you can't pay off the mortgage early. So you can easily call up your bank, call up the mortgage company that you are dealing with and tell them, hey, I'd like to put extra on the principal with each payment. And then you give them the dollar amount. And if you go out to DaveRamsey.com, actually, they have a great mortgage payoff calculator out there that you can use that'll show how much you would need to do each month or each year to pay off your house early. If you've got a 30-year loan right now, well, interest rates are pretty low. You might actually be able to refinance to a 15-year and cut down your interest. But even if you can't, there's nothing preventing you from putting extra onto the principal each month automatically to get yourself paid off in 15 or 10 or whatever time frame you can make work. If you can be debt-free completely by retirement, that would be absolutely wonderful. And I'm told that 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 feels really good to not have any debt going into retirement. Again, your fixed expenses will be much lower if you can get to that point. And then the last baby step is baby step number seven, and that is build wealth and give. So once you get to baby step number seven, you are in good shape financially. And really now it's just about kind of doing extra. So building wealth, continuing to accumulate wealth to be able to help yourself, but also it could be helping your family, your grandkids, your kids. It could be trying to provide some extra experiences. It's fun to work with clients that are financially free, financially independent, because really they're probably at this point where all this extra money, there's a lot of different choices and things that people could be doing. I've seen people have all kinds of adventures and things that they get to do with their kids, funding some special experiences or vacations, helping pay for grandkids, college education. And then you know, giving, it may not just be to people that you know, it it may be to charities. It could be to your church. It could be to other organizations that you'd want to support like your alma mater. So there's all kinds of opportunities. Believe me, there, there are a lot of organizations that need help, especially these days when we're in the midst of a pandemic. There are a lot of organizations that are helping people that really find themselves in tough shape. So certainly baby step number seven not only is about building wealth, but it's also about giving. Really giving money away, giving our, our time as well. Certainly, we should never discount that. But certainly, once you get to baby step number seven, it probably means that you are at the point where you've got excess you've got abundance. And abundance simply means that you've got spillover. You've got more money than you actually need to be able to spend. And of course, you could leave all your wealth you know, when you pass away. And, and certainly, some people choose to do that. But another thing to think about, what we could end up doing is we could end up leaving a lot of wealth, you know, when we die, basically. And that's one thing that certainly people could do. And you could leave it to individuals, you could leave it to charities, churches, things like that. But one thing to consider is that if you truly have abundance and you don't have much odds of running out of money, is it possible that that could actually provide a lot of fulfillment while you're living to be able to give, to be able to enjoy seeing experiences? I've got a couple of clients that they have taken their entire family, so kids, grandkids, down to Disney World a couple different times now. And although they're probably beyond you know going on a lot of rides and being crazy and running around, they're having a lot of fun watching their grandkids and being able to make those memories with them. So the fact that certain people have abundance, that's a great place to be because it opens up opportunities like that to be able to help people, to be able to enjoy memories, to be able to enjoy experiences, or to be able to enable other people to have some quality of life that they may not be able to have if it wasn't for our help. So I do want to throw that out there is that contribution is an area that there's a huge amount of fulfillment that's created by contribution, not only to other individuals, but also to organizations that we can not only support now, but we could support at death as well. Don't want to discount estate planning and stuff that you could be leaving at the end. So consider that as well. Now, again, at the end of What About Bob? The one thing that Bob does say is he says to Dr. Marvin, hey, I'm doing the work. I'm baby stepping. I'm not a slacker. So your homework, again, is to find out what baby step are you on and be willing to do the work. Take the opportunity now to identify where you are in these seven baby steps. And if you want to create different steps and call them different things and all that, great. But these are Dave Ramsey's baby steps, and I think they work out really well. We use these with clients all the time, and we would be able to see some amazing financial turnarounds and financial progress that people have been able to make. Remember, this is not just about building wealth. It's also building financial character, and that's why ultimately this kind of feeds on itself. There's some momentum that gets created once people jump onto this trend and get very focused on their finances. I want to wish you the very best. If you're not sure where you are or kind of how to implement any of this, let us know, reach out to us individually. We want to help you. And certainly we want to help individuals that may need our assistance. We try to be here as a resource, not just for people who have already accumulated wealth, but also for people who are really starting out and are serious about building for the future. We want to be here for them too. So with that, please help us promote the podcast. It's been really fun to create this experience and really to be able to contribute. That's a huge part of what I like to do as an advisor, is to be able to really help people and help people get started. I think for a lot of people, in fact, I would say almost every client that I talk to that has accumulated wealth, and they're probably retired at this point, but they say, you know what, I was successful, not only because I was willing to do the work and put the money away, but somebody early on helped me out. Maybe it was a manager, a coworker that was older. Maybe it was one of their parents. They got them started and helped them get on the right track, contributing to the 401k, not taking on credit card debt. All these financial principles that we talk about, somebody probably helped them early on. And We want to be here as a resource, maybe for somebody who hasn't heard that message yet and needs to, to get themselves on the right track. Just like Bob Wiley, it wasn't that Bob didn't want to get better. It's not that Bob wanted to be overwhelmed. He just didn't know what to do, and he was just overwhelmed. overwhelmed by everything. And so Dr. Marvin's book actually did end up working in that it created those baby steps and allowed him to focus on what was in front of him and really not get so concerned about the future. Just focus on the baby step ahead of you and what you need to do today. I hope that was helpful for you. Um, Please like our podcast. If you've got coworkers, friends, family that would benefit from this, please subscribe and also pass it on to them. Have a wonderful week and God bless. The opinions voiced in the Wiser Financial Advisor show with host Josh Nelson are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial, or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advisory services offered through Keystone Financial Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor.